0: Ridiculous. these guys are ridiculous
1: now how about them damn celtics and we are back for another episode of how about them celtics seminar here recording on saturday september 2nd this is the first time we've recorded in september of the year and unfortunately doesn't seem like it's going to be much more content filled than august so in for not another yet. Month. not yet
0: not <laughs> yet uh as you can see i'm trying to spice it up i've gone to the casual <laughs> podcaster look of sitting in an armchair and holding the mic mm-hmm. like we're just chopping it up
1: one of these days we got to record in person we'll find a way i don't know how it probably when we go to happen. vegas <clears throat> probably well yeah but even then like how are we going to record in person like we don't have video cameras we don't have the correct mic settings so we won't pick each other up on each other's mics you know what i'm saying so we're gonna to figure that out my uh... join
0: twice on the same computer or i don't know right, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to make like an overlay or something we just sit in the same we'll, room
1: we'll have to figure something out i have this big uh in the future once we get big enough we ask uh friend of the pod timmy g say hey can we borrow the stage at big night live do a podcast for Big Night yeah,
0: Live. <laughs> it's a <laughs> 10 year away thing. yeah
1: right well maybe if you guys get us to 10k subs on youtube we'll get there but uh until then we're, we're happy we're chilling for now but we'll get one uh, of the smaller have, clubs <laughs> yeah well we'll see you know we never know timmy g's a good friend maybe he'll, he'll homey us so give us a help us out. But we do have a little bit of Celtics news. Celtics have signed Sfema Mikhailu. We did a video on this. So if you want to hear our in-depth thoughts and I mean, immediate reaction uh, to the move, thoughts. well, more in depth than we're going to go Bad on the one. podcast, at least um, we reacted live to the move. It happened while we were recording. So we gave our initial reactions. We watched him of see Mikhailu's highlights. He played for the Hornets this past year has also spent time with the Pistons, the Lakers, the Knicks, the Raptors and the Thunder. Um, and yeah, the Celtics signed him to a one year contract. We don't necessarily know if it's a guaranteed deal, although I think most of the speculation is that it is a guaranteed deal only because he had the option to sign overseas. So it wouldn't make too much sense for him to take a non guarantee here um, if he was truly going back and forth on whether or not to sign uh, overseas or with the Celtics. But six foot seven, 26 uh, year old wing. Uh, Can handle the ball a little bit. He's a great shooter. Shot 40% last year with the Hornets in 19 games. Uh, He's been known as a shooter throughout his career. Um, Sam, quiz for you. Who is the, I believe, the only other Ukrainian-born NBA player uh, to play for the Celtics? Putting you on the spot here. No, was he Ukrainian? Maybe there's more than one.
0: I don't know if he was or not.
1: I don't think he Um, was. Uh, No, he's Croatian.
0: I don't know who the other one is. I feel like I should know. Is this <laughs> I, is this like something that you would have known?
1: I only know because of a recent trivia game show we were a part of.
0: <laughs> it was the um, yep. Oh, what the Yeah, hell you know. Name? It was like semi, the other semi. No, no.
1: Vit- Vitali Potapenko, uh, okay, Ukrainian. Great. So <clears throat> there you go. Um, no, but C. Mikhailo signing with the Celtics in their 14th roster spot. They now have one spot left open on the roster, which. From what we're hearing is probably still Blake Griffin. If you want to come back, you can have this roster spot. But um, it does seem like Sfema Kylie was the wing of choice out of this Sfima, uh, Lamar Stevens, TJ Warren grouping. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see any of those guys signed because at this point, you don't really need another wing. But uh, Sfema Kylou, good 14th man. Really not much else to say past that. Go watch our video if you want
0: to see highlights. Any thoughts, Sam? He can <laughs> shoot threes. Uh, yeah. So Joe will love that. The overlapping thought is just... Wow, this is far less exciting when I remember they have Sam Hauser and also Jordan Walsh. I think yep. Jordan Walsh truly is the most exciting guy going into and this. And Brissett because Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but like in, in terms of just being yes, they have O'Shea Brissett. But like in terms of excitement no, I know. and probably the window he has for success or, or ceiling and floor, I should say. His, his no, I know is what you the mean. longest range, he could truly be a key rotation player for the celtics but then also just sit there and watch games like one of the fanassies
1: uh, yeah.
0: yeah or
1: alex who also signed with the bucks and then got released they waived him uh, yeah. uh no that wasn't a real thing they signed him and waved him so he could play for their g-league team is the same thing the celtics did with luke cornett a couple years ago but uh of course no one's gonna report that part it's just they signed no him and i saw them. that part no i know i know waived I, him. no i know i'm just saying like everyone's treating it as if the plan all along wasn't to wave him. They're just treating like, Oh, he sucks. It's like
0: they anyway. did it on accident. It's like, in 2K yeah, right? if you accidentally <laughs> sign somebody, you just immediately release them.
1: <laughs> uh, anyways, just updating on the FEMA Kylie news. Again, we did a video on it on our YouTube channel. Go subscribe to how about them Celtics and check it out. Um, but the next thing we have is a tidbit from Brian Robb uh, of mass live, who did a mailbag recently and talked about the Malcolm Brogdon situation. Basically, somebody asked um, Brian Rob, excuse me, uh, what's the deal with Malcolm Brogdon? Like, do you think he'll get traded halfway through the season? Um, Which what's has been happening? a real topic as of late <laughs> yeah, in the Celtics exactly. blog
0: chat, in, in particular.
1: Mm-hmm. The exact question was: It feels like the Brogdon situation has been quiet all summer. Do you sense? Uh, do you have a sense where he's at health wise and or his relationship with the team? Uh, that was a question sent in to Brian Rob. Brian Rob's re- uh, response to that was: This will be a fascinating subplot throughout training camp. The team is insistent, publicly and privately, that Brogdon will be healthy enough for camp. Joe Mazzulla signaled that rebuilding the relationship with Brogdon is a work in progress after the failed trade to the Clippers. But that's an understandable situation, given how little time has passed. Getting back on the court should help heal some of those wounds once the season begins. But there is certainly a tough spot for Brogden one year after he chose to go to Boston. He set for another big role this season off the bench, but it might be a little tougher for him to sacrifice so willingly, knowing the team was close to move him, uh, moving him, I should say, which. Again, all stuff we've talked about, it's just, again, it's going to be something interesting to monitor this summer.
0: I just think the whole Brogdon thing is a mess at this point. The more and more we hear about it, of course, this isn't a report. It was a prompted answer to a question. But it's been lingering all summer. Ever since this Clippers trade fell through, we've been going back and forth. Writers have been writing about it. Is he going to be upset with the Celtics? I mean, Again, the Celtics blog chat, literally people are saying he might get traded halfway through the season just out of gut feeling, no reporting. Like this is not, nobody has sources that's saying that at least. But going from the sixth man of the year to nearly being traded, less than ideal. The way they went out of the playoffs, the way he wasn't able to contribute late has done more to further the narrative like maybe he doesn't fit. Because it's it's starting to come up more and more. People are remembering that more than anything else. Let's not pretend he was excellent all playoffs either. He had moments where he was okay, moments where he was good, and moments where he was bad. Felt like there was more bad. I know that's your take too. But there was that Celtics blog post about uh, in the defense of Malcolm Brogdon. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know that one must have hurt to see. <laughs> He must have been um, like, I can't believe he wrote this.
1: No, Brogdon's a good player. I, I was less critical of Brogdon and more critical of the way the Celtics used him, I think. At least that's how I think I should have portrayed my frustrations with Brogdon. Um, mm-hmm. Because, again, last season... The whole thing with the Celtics after the Warriors series when they lost in the finals was they need more playmaking. And then they brought in Brogdon, and then they didn't use him as a playmaker, which didn't make any sense to me. Um, And then that's continued into the playoffs when they probably needed a bit more playmaking again instead of shot creation and three-point shooting. And I think he was a good three-point shooter in the regular season. He lost that touch a bit in the playoffs. But then the playmaking just wasn't there. He was a turnover-prone machine who only had eyes for the hoop and couldn't find big men on lobs, specifically Rob. And so it was frustrating to watch. I'm not saying he was zero impact, but just felt like the impact that a lot of people expected from him when the trade was uh, came through last summer didn't live up to expectations. At least it didn't live up to my expectations, specifically in the playoffs. So obviously, he had a great regular season. He won six-man the year. Correct. No complaints for him uh, in that aspect. But when the playoffs came around, it just felt like the, the, the value of Brogdon
0: kind of dipped. And a big part of that was how they used him. How they used him, health. The, that, the use is just a, a messy thing. because. <laughs> You can argue that it did not work, but you can also argue that it did work. Because he shot the three so well, just having him look to score, whether that's catch and shoot or drive, he was able to fill the role. He did it throughout the regular season where he won six men of the year. But in the playoffs, it just didn't work. His percentage dipped. He had the forearm injury, and he wasn't effective enough to really stay on the floor. The whole tide-turner of Game 7 was when he went out there injured. I'm just bewildered how this whole narrative relationship has taken a turn. Literally, let's see, what is it, September, four months ago? Nobody would have thought this. Nobody would have questioned if he's on the team next year. Maybe. I guess maybe. You could be like, they have so many guards. What are they going to do with them? But it didn't feel like an issue.
1: I think it wasn't an issue, no. but I feel like when the offseason started, a lot of people were like, all right, could Brogdon get traded here? Like, I think that was a hot topic of conversation, at least.
0: Right. But I mean, before the playoffs.
1: Oh, before. the. Sorry. Yes. I thought you were talking about when, like, after the playoffs. My bad.
0: Yeah, no, I know. No. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, the playoffs were such a divisive thing this year. Caused Smart's exit. Now Brogdon's up in, up in the air. The Jalen extension no longer looked good. Everybody was all up in arms, wanted well, him to make All NBA <laughs> so bad, and then the playoffs happen, and everyone's like, "Split! Should they pay him? Should they not pay him? Oh my God, they paid him too much!" Bleacher Report's putting out worst contract articles where he's getting traded. I mean, it's all there. It's so different. Had they just met expectations in the playoffs, none of this happens. Which is an obvious take, of course. Like if if you win, Smart doesn't get traded. There's no yeah, need to get Porzingis. Saying. But. It it's done more than just smart. It's like, what, okay. what are, what are they doing with Brogdon now?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's not great. It's not <laughs> what you want to see, uh, coming out of, um,
0: the value is not there it, either.
1: Yeah. What I was trying to say, like Brian Rob thinking these things, like Brian Rob is a pretty connected guy. And like, if he's saying, yeah, there's still, you know, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. It's probably going to be a pretty interesting thing to watch. And the, the next logical line of thinking there is, so what if things don't work out? Like, what if Brogdon doesn't want to be here? What if he gets upset? What if there's behind the scenes problems? And then past that, it's okay. You tr- trade him, right? You can't, you have to trade him at that point and you have to get something back. And then past that, you probably need another guard in that case. Because as much as I sat here saying, you know, Pr- Pritchard's ready for a bigger role. I wrote about it earlier this summer. And I do believe that having a guard room of just Derek White and Peyton Pritchard, probably not the ideal, probably not what you want. And they've already addressed the backup wing problem for the most part. Like you, we just talked about Jordan they've Walsh. They've done their there. absolute best. They only exactly. brought in 10.
0: Jordan <laughs> exactly. Walsh, Brissett, uh, Mikhailu, he's new. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delano mm-hmm. Banton, you could say, is a wing. Mm-hmm.
1: And you don't necessarily need another. You could use another big, but that shouldn't What's be the highlight. I know, but it, you shouldn't. Like, the highlight of a Brogdon package shouldn't be a big because you don't need that much extra talent at the big man position, right? You need a a fourth string. And so you look across the league, and I did this in the last two seconds, so excuse me if I forget people, but some, like, names you could think of of, okay, maybe this team could want Brogdon to give up somebody like Spencer Dinwiddie back because he's in the last year of his deal if they just want to swap them. And, like, you could do a, a Brogdon, Pritchard, and something for Dinwiddie and one of those wings like O'Neal or, or Dorian Finney-Smith, but then you're left with just two guards anyways. So that's iffy. You look at the magic. I know you love Markel Fultz. Maybe they don't want to pay him. They would rather fun. just get a veteran. Markel Fultz could be cool.
0: I feel like he's been solid, but I I also he feel has like been. He, he's solid at a lot of the same things that Derek White is good at, which could it's make true. him a good backup. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know how effective he's going to be in a coming off the bench to give you a spark roll. He's more of a, he's like the fifth, or fourth option in the starting lineup scoring role, he's able to be long play defense and somewhat create for other people. But Mm -hmm. as a bench guy, I don't really see it working out. You don't really see a ton of guys like that coming off the bench being monsters. It doesn't happen.
1: Agreed. Not that the subjects would want to make a trade with the Lakers, but they do have pieces. You could see both teams wanting in a swap. Um, IE Gabe Vincent or some of those wings or something like that. Like, You could understand why it would make sense. Um, The Bulls, I know they've been hesitant to trade Alex Caruso, but if you could get like a Caruso and another depth piece for Brogdon, that'd be fine. Or there was another team that I had on my radar that I can't think of at the moment. Uh, The Timberwolves, so Mike Conley, if they want to swap that out, maybe that's okay for like a year. Um, But there's really just not much you can look at and say, okay, yeah, you know, sign me up for that Brogdon trade anymore because there he i mean he's six men of the year he's one of the best bench players in the nba so trading him for something else um especially for another guard it would be hard tyus jones is the other one i was thinking of because we talked about him last time Uh, and at that point it would make a little sense if brogdon has to leave but there's really no easy yeah trade brogdon for that guy trade out there like uh oh and then um Anthony melton uh like this the sixers trade we talked about melton's a good player
0: melton is maybe my favorite player you said not so much because he's going to be able to do the things that Brogdon does well, which I do believe are important just, just for a baseline when either Tatum or Brown is out of the game, they need to have a secondary creator out there that really was never markets. That's not really what he was. You have Porzingis now. So I guess you have a different kind of creation if you want to give it to him on the low block, but even then, that's not yep. going to create a ton of gravity for other players. It's not going to create open looks as much as somebody like Brogdon who even though he wasn't great at finishing last year, could get to the, the, to the hole. So that was a good thing he was doing, but Melton, <laughs> yeah. he was a motherfucker in that playoff series. <laughs> he was playing good defense. He had some good steals. Uh He was making threes at a high clip against the Celtics. He, if he was on the Celtics, people would love him.
1: Yeah. He shot 39% from three last year. He was a good player. And, there are pathways to do something like that like you could do with Anthony Melton and Paul Reed if you did want to fill up the like the extra big man on the roster like that is somebody yeah. you could look at. What is that
0: 10 million plus annually for a fourth stringer?
1: Uh no, it's it got blown up a It's 7.7 million okay. this year. I'm just checking uh i just want to get it down 7.7 mil this year and then it's non-guaranteed the next two years for seven seven and eight one which still isn't too too bad um but the non-guarantees are the things the jazz put in there to screw the 76ers where it's it's guaranteed if they make the conference uh, if they make the playoffs or something like that just to screw philly um and help them but anyways um there's not much out there. I the best option still is keep Brogdon, fix the relationship. But if something does happen, there are like say, break glass in case of emergency trades you could probably pull off. But again, it sounds like they're still working on mending the relationship, and it sounds like the Celtics are confident that they'll fix it. So uh, that's episode what we got.
0: title: Malcolm Brogdon trade buzz and whatever other thing. We
1: about. <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon will be in the title. You bet your ass. But uh, next thing we have is catching up with the former Celtic. Um, we talked about Rondo's appearance on the JJ Reddick pod last Correct. week in the context of him talking about Brad Stevens uh, and the coaching stuff. Another quote that came out of that, that we didn't get the chance to talk about uh, is Rondo talking about Kevin Garnett. Uh, basically, I think he said KG was his favorite teammate of all time. Something along those lines. He said on the court, <clears throat> mm-hmm. On the court as a teammate, Garnett's by far my favorite. He's so unselfish. I remember Doc made a comment. He was talking about how Garnett's the most unselfish player in the team. He was talking about how if anybody hits the floor, Kevin was the first to run away, uh, run to pick them up from all the way across the floor. Kevin was the first. Uh to sacrifice his body setting picks. He never complained about getting the ball. Paul and Ray would want the ball all the time. Every once in a while, KG gave me a look and said, bring that motherfucker down here. But other than that, he was always willing to sacrifice. He took less shots when he came to Boston. Obviously, he knew that coming in. But to see him go through it when he did uh have adversity, he never wavered as far as who he was as a player and a professional. I learned a lot from him and he taught me a lot. So good, good high praise for Kevin Garnett.
0: Yeah, I mean a lot of people here have affection for KG. He only played six seasons with the Celtics, got his number retired. Probably the shortest tenure of anybody in the rafters. Uh, mm-hmm. But being at, at the ceremony for his jersey retirement, he was floored by the amount of love he was getting from the fans. Like It was actually like su- almost surprising to him mm-hmm. how much the city embraced him in such a short period of time. And I think the things that Rondo was talking about is a big contributor to that. He was unselfish. He brought the intensity. People love that. And that is what it takes to make a team like that work. You really may see somebody on this team maybe have to do that this year if they're going to be successful. Is it Porzingis? I don't know. Tatum? Probably not. Brown? Hmm. I, I can't really pinpoint who it's going to be that like people are going to be like, wow, what a sacrifice. Because Porzingis is just expected to take the backseat to these guys. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, <clears throat> Yeah. If – Oddly enough, maybe Tatum has to score less, but this team just runs so much through him now where I don't think they can win like that.
1: Yeah, it feels like it would be tough for them to expect Tatum in the backseat, but even past that, I I feel like Tatum almost shouldn't take the backseat because he's no, that's what I mean. Like they can't win that one. So, uh, if I had to guess, less Brown, maybe a little bit, but I feel like also maybe less, um. Of the guards and the centers, right? Like maybe Al takes a couple fewer shots and he really focuses on defense, or or Brogdon and White probably aren't gonna score as much, or Brogdon specifically. It's gonna be weird to see how the scoring shakes out. I feel like Tatum's scoring will naturally just come down a little bit because there are other options. Same with Brown. Um, weirdly enough, I feel like White will probably score a little bit more just because of how much you saw him last season, and he's gonna be just playing more in general. Um, and I feel like Brogdon probably won't score quite as much, but Uh, It's going to be weird to see how that shakes out. But regardless, again, Rondo talked about KG. The part where he's like, uh, Pearson Allen wanted the ball all the (laughs) time. That's uh, particularly entertaining to me. But, uh, anyways, next thing we have, uh, we're going to draft the Celtics. And I completely, in wholeheartedly stole this idea from the athletic thank you jerry weiss and jay king i'm i'm just yoinking it so go check out they they did this as well and we're going to steal it for the podcast because it's september so give me a break basically what they did they drafted the Celtics into two right like they went back and forth and the first pick was probably jason tatum the second pick was probably Jalen brown they went back and forth and they built their teams and they saw who was the best i assume the only fair way to do it would be a snake draft um but probably yeah we can go through. I figured it'd be a fun activity to shave a little time off, uh, pull up the 23, 24 roster. Um, and we're going to, we're going to go back and forth. Sam, do you want, I'll let you pick if you would like the first pick or would you, you would pick. like the turn. All right. Shocker. <clears throat> Sam wants to, okay. Hit me, Sam. Who are you going to pick? Tatum Tatum first. All right. <laughs> All right well, I, I have, let me, let me write this down uh, so I can just keep track and then we can share our teams afterwards. So I get the two, three. Mm. Ooh.
0: Just because I'm not not sure this is the clearest path for you.
1: Yeah, this makes my life a little harder. I'm going to take Jalen Brown, obviously, at two. Uh, I'm going to take Derek White at three. Yeah. Uh, So then I'll let you get the next two.
0: I'll get Porzingis. Yep. And at this (laughs) point, I'll take Brogdon, too. Okay, good. Good.
1: Uh, In that case, I'm going to take Al Horford and uh, Robert Williams. Okay. Double bigs. Give me the double bigs.
0: <laughs> I will take. Yep. Hauser. Okay. Yep. And Tatum can play. <laughs> the four. Mm. I don't know if I'm missing something. I'm gonna take Jordan Walsh.
1: Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, this is where it gets very subjective. Like, there's excuse me. There's no clear answer past here. Uh, I am going to take Peyton Pritchard, um, cool. and then after that, hmm, it does get a bit tricky here. I'm, huh?
0: I'm actually like I'll, getting like into this. I'm like, I really hope he doesn't pick this guy. I want to keep. I want to get him. I'll take O'Shea set Okay. Yeah. My guy I did not want you to pick was probably a reach, but Luke Cornett. I think he's a good backup. serviceable. Proved to be a good backup last year, yeah, too. I just didn't need another big. Yeah, Porzingis and Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. And I still have one more pick. Let me flip through my head and see if I can't remember the guys that are all on the team. <laughs> I have basketball. I'll also – I'm also going to pick Svi McKayla. Okay. Why not? Just give me all the shooting. Sure.
1: Yeah, why not? Um – not much left here. I will go Delano Banton. Because that's what's left. Uh and then, excuse me. And then I will go. Uh it's I think it's just the two way guys left. I'll go JD Davison. Yeah. Okay. J Scrub.
0: J Scrub. And then I Glad think you, um, you should have made me sit there in agony and try to remember who the last guy was. Uh that does not
1: include DJ Stewart, but he's just on a training camp deal, so we're not going to okay. sure include him. And so let me let me pull up our drafts here. I'm just making sure we didn't forget anybody, like idiots. Um, I, we did. We well, had the
0: roster up. If we forgot somebody,
1: that's I you. know. But I, no, I know. I was looking at the roster to make sure we didn't like forget anybody <laughs> that way. Um, let me pull this up here so it's fully on the screen. Uh, here we go. Here is what Sam and I ended up with let's we can discuss between ourselves a little bit um can i put them next there's no easy way to put them next to each other in google docs so if you're watching on something zoom in a little bit i'll put it that way (laughs) you're the two teams there's no easy way uh full screen it zoom in take a look um sam ended up your start what would your starting lineup be because because it would be
0: brogdon sam hauser walsh tatum porzingis (laughs) Okay, and then you have the rest off the bench.
1: I would that roll was out. the sense
0: I was trying to do that in. I wanted to have a good like lineup. Like I feel like my team could get a five or six seed if they had to.
1: Okay, I, I'm. I mean, I'm rolling out my starting lineup. It would probably be Peyton Pritchard, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Robert Williams, which is fine. I mean, yours is probably better just because of Tatum, and that's probably why you wanted the first pick. I think my starting lineup's better because it's more well-rounded. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. Chat, let us well,
0: know. I, I thought – I was like, well, see, if I have the second and third pick, Jackson and to get Jason Tatum and Derek White. Mm-hmm. But I made you pick. I made you choose and make it so Porzingis fell to four.
1: Yeah, my thing was – Because I thought you might I,
0: take Derek White.
1: The reason I took Derek White, because if I didn't take Derek White and I took Porzingis, you probably would have taken, I mean, you probably would have left me one of Brogdon or Derek White, but I just wanted to have the best guard next to Jalen Brown, because I feel like that's what he needs to be at his best. It's true. Yeah. That's fair point. <laughs> Building a roster, I'd rather have Jalen Brown with a, a guard than a big. Um, and then since you took Brogdon and I knew you'd take Porzingis, that just left me the double bigs, which I thought was the best. I don't know. Let us know what you think. Who's the better? Probably Tatum, but uh, I, I think Tatum or who won? I think Sam has a better uh top end talent and I might have the better well-rounded talent, but we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what the, the chat thinks. Anyways, again, thanks to the athletic. Completely yoinked that. Sorry, not sorry. All right. Next thing I do have uh is a Twitter message that I got from Matt Henderson, who is a longtime uh viewer, excuse me, of the podcast chat, listener. Thank you to Matt. And he messaged me. I'll read the message here. He said, still enjoy the NBA, August, September vids, even though there's no news. Thank you. We're trying our best. This would be a good segment in grading the Celtics roster without stats, any with any slash all the players Uh, example, who's better in each category for Hauser or Svi. Basically, he said, we all know what the stats are. We all can watch stuff, but some things don't show up in the chat. Stat sheet. So he gave me 11 categories. So we can 1v1 rank certain players on the roster. He gave the example of Hauser versus Fee because that was the hot news. We could do Tatum-Brown. We could do, you know, Brogdon-White. We could do, you know, the bigs to see who would start. But he gave me these 11 categories for us to go back and forth. And basically, there are 11. So if it's 6-5, to that one player wins and blah, blah, blah. But he gave us shot-creating, moving without the ball, passing-slash-teamwork, dribbling, leadership, locker room, Defensive tenacity, hustle, competitiveness, toughness, basketball IQ, basically to go back and forth and rank in a head-to-head certain players on the roster. So I wanted to ask you, what players do you think would be the best fit for this sort of exercise? Is it seeing who do we think will be the backup wing off the bench for the Celtics? Is it who do we think will start next to Porzingis? Is it who do we think... um, you know gets the most bench minutes what do you think would be the best exercise to start off with because we can i mean we if we like it and people like it we could do it more than once but like what two players do you think deserve to be put head to head most they, i mean mm. the most obvious generic answer would be oh I do the jays but let's I mean, do uh that.
0: malcolm brogdon and Derek white <clears throat> all right i think that's an interesting one in uh viewers if you see me looking at my phone like this it's because i have the show sheet on the phone today Yeah, sam's not, not i have my second screen i'm not ignoring jack
1: <laughs> no, just let's play Sam is ignoring Jack so people can get, you know, give me sympathy. uh All right, Malcolm Brogdon or Derek White. Uh, shot creating. Now.
0: <clears throat> oh, this is a hard one.
1: I, We're I starting
0: off with it. it's just a juggernaut question
1: category. Are we interpreting this as shot creating for themselves or others?
0: Literally, just as, as a whole, both.
1: Okay, then I have my answer. Go ahead. I think – well, I think – I didn't know if you – I. we were both – I think it's Derek White. I think Derek White's a better shot creator in general.
0: Um, I, I think, think Brogdon, it might be Brogdon. I, I think Brogdon does a great job of getting the cup. The problem is, to your point, he doesn't like to hit the roll man. But yeah. the shots are still created. They're just more for him. But this year you might see that shot creation become a bit better. Possibly. I
1: think if I had to choose – one person to get me a bucket, I think it's closer than people realize. I think Brogdon has the better uh, what's the word? He did a better job at it throughout the course of the season. Bag. Well, no, actually, I think Derek White <laughs> is the better bag, but I think de- d- Malcolm Brogdon has more examples of it because he did it for longer. But look at the playoffs, Derek it's White was like the second That's leading scorer, uh, yeah, in the regular season, but in the playoffs, it was Derek White and it wasn't close. Like, look at all I'm the I'm not scoring. arguing. I'm just
0: clarifying. You're no, getting, I know. Upset. I'm just. I'm. I'm giving my. Up. I'm not.
1: I'm not getting upset. I'm giving my argument. I'm explaining because I couldn't think of the word for it. I think Brogdon did a better job of overall scoring in the regular season because I mean he, he averaged more points. Um, but when it came down to it, Derek White had those 20 point games against Atlanta. He was the best player at times in that uh, Heat series. And I I would, I'll, I won't can, um, fight you on this, so I'll give you Brogdon in case there's another one I want to fight you on because it's so close. Okay. Um, but I, I do think yeah, – Who, do, who do you, who so do you
0: think can get you a bucket, though? Because I don't think you ever – you actually never – Derek White. I'd go with Derek it.
1: White to get me a bucket.
0: I think Derek White has better old reliables. I think when you have Derek White, if he's able to get to a floater, it's going to go in. That's his move. Yeah. That's, that's his shot. All reliable for Derek White, I think, is perhaps the most dependable thing on the mm-hmm. Celtics. Maybe I don't know if there's anybody I trust more with a shot of Jalen Brown, midi maybe yeah, that's up 60%. There. It's a pretty cool number. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll roll with Brockton.
1: I'll roll with Brockton, but it's close. Uh, moving without the ball, <clears throat> another tough one. I, feel I like would, that's,
0: that's Derek White. I feel like Derek White's a I would really great cutter. White.
1: That's what I was gonna say. I think both are. Pretty good moving along the three point line. I feel like a lot of Brogdon's threes are he stands there, lets other people create it. Whereas Derek White, he gets a lot of his threes that way as well, especially in the corner, but he also adds the cutting aspect. So I would probably lean Derek White. Again, it's another close one. One (laughs) Mm -hmm. passing slash teamwork is the next category. Okay. I think here's my thing I think Brogdon is a better passer. I think Derek White was the better passer last year.
0: Does that make sense? No, I agree with you. I was going to say Derek White. I, like, giggled because I knew how this one was going to go. <laughs> yeah. Brogdon hates throwing the lobs. If you really just want to get into yeah. it, the, the teamwork thing here, mm-hmm. that's the big difference maker. Even if you feel like, okay, Brogdon might be the better career passer. White had the better passing season. I mean, Brogdon averages two or three more assists per game as a whole for his career than Derek White. Derek White's not that high. But at the yeah. same time, Derek White is going to get a big opportunity to be a distributor this year, at least a little That's what bit. I was gonna say. So we're going to see. We're going to see. And we're probably going to see a less scoring-driven Brogdon, too. I think you're going to see a little bit more because Smart is now gone where they both have a bit more playmaking responsibility. So we're going to see. I was gonna
1: say Derek White's always had to play next to a guy who was expected to be the primary facilitator. Like it was smart last year, and then in San Antonio, he played like just next to, to Dejounte Murray, who averaged ten assists Correct. a game. Yeah. So, uh, there's that. All right, dribbling is the next one.
0: Now, you go ahead. You go ahead. I don't this
1: is break. a tough one as well. I think it's really close. I feel like the playoffs leaves a stain in your mind for Malcolm Brogdon dribbling the ball. <laughs> I'd probably – I don't know. This is really close. It's another really good one. It's another close. They're both very close uh, players in terms of how good they are, but at least on offense.
0: (laughs) I think Uh, dribbling-wise, it might go to Brogdon. I feel like I've seen Brogdon squeeze into more tight spaces on the drive and and get to the basket really well. Even though they're not going in. I know I mentioned it. I just feel like he's pretty good at that. He's pretty reliable to get inside to the basket. While not losing the ball, even though in the playoffs, you might not remember it that way. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It's close. Like I said, uh, leadership too. leadership.
1: I think the it's another tough know. one. I see my and if you think differently, let me know. I would probably lean Brogdon, not because I don't think Derek White is a good leader, but he just seems a lot quieter. Like, Derek White doesn't seem like he, he'd hype everybody up. Brogdon is, seems like the veteran guy who comes in, uses his experience to help. Derek White seems like, let me put my head down, do my job, be a good teammate. Whereas Brogdon is probably, like, helping the young guys a little bit more with his experience. He comes he comes in as a leader. I, but I, I don't want this to sound like I don't think Derek White wouldn't be a good leader or isn't. I just feel
0: like Brogdon's experience in the league might help him a little more. So... I think my measuring stick for this one isn't Brogdon involved with the players association. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll that be the driving force there. there. He's active on and off the court.
1: Next one is locker room, which I feel like is somewhat similar it's the same thing to leadership. I wonder if it is less like Blake Griffin. Is that leadership or is that being a good locker room presence? I think that, I think you know what I'm both. saying? I think there's a difference. So would you go locker room to Brogdon as well? Or would you no, do? No, <laughs> I would
0: not, even though I think it's the same thing.
1: I agree. I, I was going like to say Brogdon the same
0: was stirring up issues at the end of the year with, with the, uh, the defense on three, when Missoula said team yeah. on three, or whatever the hell he said from the athletic tell all at the end of the season, it, it appeared that Brogdon was butting heads with Missoula. And I don't think that is a good locker room thing, even though technically the locker room doesn't always involve the coach. When you think of it like that. But you don't really feel like Derek White is a guy that's going to cause any issues at all. I, so that's what I was gonna in say. that respect, I, he's a winner.
1: That's what I was going to say. I think the leadership would go to Brogdon because of his experience and the player association and all that stuff. But I think locker room would go to Derek White in the sense that he just seems like he gets along with everybody.
0: <laughs> so look at us, we found a way to uh, differentiate leadership and locker room presence. After where, we both were like, Yeah, it's the same thing.
1: Uh, all right, we got a few, uh, potentially easy ones defensive tenacity.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh the all defensive <laughs> player I'd say.
1: I agree. Hustle. Uh I
0: also Derek White.
1: I'd probably also go the all defense player. Competitiveness. I would oh, I
0: they're would both probably like, kind of quiet.
1: They are. My thing is whenever I think of competitiveness I think of how hard they try in the defensive end because that's where it's like the most thing like okay. the biggest differentiating thing. Um I also feel like we saw Derek White get hyped up more than we saw Brogdon get hyped up last year.
0: Sure.
1: You know what I'm saying? Su- I mean, there's more instances of him, like, getting a bucket and, like, screaming at the crowd or, like, yelling at people than I th- like, feel like Brogan was just always monotone.
0: I don't know. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't have <clears throat> a strong stance on that one. <laughs> Toughness. Toughness? Uh, <laughs> I don't mean, know. I played through a forearm, forearm injury. But Derek White, played, that. Derek White played every game. He did play every game.
1: Hmm. It's tough.
0: I think the every game, no game I kind of forgot about it. I think that's yeah. the winner.
1: I agree. Basketball IQ. It's another tough one. I feel like it's very close.
0: The, these are literally the stat, like the, the categories I hate, and we're doing mm-hmm. all of them.
1: It's all subjective. That's the whole point. <laughs> they no like stats.
0: Um, even though I'm not a stat, I'm an eye test guy, but these aren't even like eye test categories for the most part. Like off ball movement, yes. Uh, shot creation, yes. But as we get down this list, it's like personality stuff. And it's like I don't know these guys.
1: The literal only differentiating factor I'm thinking of for basketball, like you, is Bro- Brogdon date throw the lobs. <laughs> sure, sure, go for it. <laughs> so I lean Derek. I don't White have a strong opinion. That. Um, in the end, out of the eleven categories, we ended eight to three, Derek White. Or sorry, yeah, eight to three, Derek White. But a lot of them were could go either way. So that this is like an eight to three in the sense that the round one of the Celtics Nets was a sweep it was a close sweep it's close 8-3 but mm. it's an 8-3 nonetheless so <clears throat> that's what we ended up with let us know if you want to do it again we can do it with Hauser versus Fima Kylo again I just didn't want to do it as, as much because I didn't really watch Fima Kylo last year so I didn't know as much um, so <clears throat> we'll start there but uh, the next thing we have uh, speaking of Derek White Derek White was very excited online today uh, Colorado beat TCU Sam, Sam, I know you're a big college football fan correct
0: Uh. I'm watching the games today. Yes. Did
1: you see the clip of Derek White on Twitter?
0: I sure did. I retweeted it. Yes. Before you. All right. I was first.
1: Didn't know it was a competition. Uh,
0: (laughs) Big Derek White. Colorado. Took you a while.
1: Colorado. I wasn't home. Colorado (laughs) beat TCU, who was in the Nash. uh, They were ranked. Yeah. And they were ranked, and they were in. Derek White was on Twitter. Or. Pictured on Twitter getting very excited, as you see on the screen here, about Colorado winning. I believe he tweeted, best player in the country. I don't know if he was referring to the quarterback or what? Tyson Hunter? Is that his name?
0: They had some crazy performances today. That was a crazy game. Back and forth the entire time. Deion Sanders coaching debut at Colorado, not Colorado State, as I said last time. Because I don't really know anything. But exciting game through and through. Like, back and forth. The fourth quarter was crazy. And just an unreal performance from the quarterback. Don't know who. I think it was Sanders Kidd. Could be wrong. I hope I'm not discrediting whoever it actually was. For what? Wait, what'd you say? The quarterback. Like, it was a crazy day. Like, almost 400 yards passing. Shadur Sanders.
1: Shadur Sanders? Yep. I don't know if I'm saying it right. So, so
0: the big story with this Colorado team was, of course, Deion Sanders comes in. (laughs) He's the new coach takes a zillion kit. He literally came in and said to pack your suitcases to the kids that were already on the team last year. Cause they're going in the mm-hmm. portal. Cause there's no spot for them. He brought in a zillion kids, essentially built a team in free agency. This is like, uh... I don't want to say that he, I'm trying to, they have teams in recent memory that they just like brought in a bunch of guys and it didn't work. Do you have any off the top of your head? Not like that Lakers team when they brought in all the vets, I don't know. Uh, Essentially, they've built the team the wrong way. The Clippers? Per (laughs) the consensus amongst diehard college football fans. And then they come out, they compete, and then they beat a nationally ranked team on the road. That's a huge debut for Sanders, the program. So, of course, Derek White's hyped, even though it looks like he's in a B-dubs. And then they play Nebraska (laughs) next week, who is also ranked. So you're going to see a home debut for Colorado. Keep your eyes on Derek White for that one. I hope Deion Sanders wears the cowboy hat. That's my favorite thing. Mm.
1: The big story from the game was Travis Hunter. That was the name I was thinking of. Uh, he took, I think, something like sixty snaps on offense and fifty snaps on defense. He's he had an interception. Ways. Yeah, an hot. interception and a hundred plus uh, reception yards like that. I mean, <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> that's great. That's you don't see that. That's not toughness. But uh, yeah, Derek White is very excited. So that was a, a fun thing to see. Um, is there any other Celtic stuff that we had? I you had today? something else here. I thought I did as well, but I don't know why I don't. The speak. emails. <clears throat> oh, yes. Uh, we got. We have been getting emails uh, from RJ Johnson now, friend of some the pod. We
0: appreciate you. Yep. And some other we people. We got the so, message from Matt. We got another mm-hmm. email. So we're, we're thank you all for it. the love.
1: <clears throat> Leave us some email. Uh, send us some emails. Throw us some
0: lifeboats because it is September. And uh, this is exhausting at
1: times. <laughs> pod at gmail.com. Um, we have three emails from RJ because it's a weekend and we haven't recorded in a couple of days. We're not going to read in depth every single one, but we're going to highlight the players that he said, uh, you know, check out. These, this is your knowledge of the Dark Ages. Uh, the first one is D Brown. Uh, he said, thank you for reading my efforts well, keeping crappy. <laughs> <it was. laughs> yes. Thank you for reading my efforts in keeping crappy trade speculation off your pod. We try our best, but we're not perfect um basically he said uh d brown after mikhail retired at the end of the 92 93 season reggie lewis passed away Celtics went 32 and 50 with the pretty rough lineup uh brown 6 combo guard won the 91 dunk contest over the likes of sean kemp kenny smith and rex chapman again some people who we know now but are uh, in different roles in life kenny smith and rex chapman um in 93 94 he's the longest tenured quote-unquote homegrown celtics at four years of service and why D Brown, he was a great example of a Celtics player who came onto Celtics with Bird Mikhail Parrish, who absorbed their commitment to playing to the utmost even during a season when they weren't great. So, Sam, did you know about D Brown?
0: Sure did. the the blindfold dunk. And also, Speaking much, much up. like RJ said he was like kind of the young guy at the end of the big three era. So mm-hmm. you'll see him in like old games like the the game where Bird smashes his face against the paces. I believe he's a part of that. Yeah. And he's in the NBA Jam game, the original one.
1: Speaking of your no look dunk, Sam. This is uh we got the clip. I'd like to do any dunk. <clears throat> no look. RJ linked it with us. So you guys are on the same page. He linked it? Oh <clears throat> he <nice>. did. <clears throat> Thank you, RJ. Um <clears throat> trivia. What trade did D depart the Celtics in? I, this is I, he gave us the trivia. I'm turning into. A I like this. Him. Yeah, <clears throat> this is your question?
0: Oh, I'm mad because I I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm aware. So I'm aware that D Brown also played for the Raptors. I'm not sure what other teams he played for, <clears throat> and I don't know what trade that would have been. Let's see. Did he really stick around until the Chauncey Billups trade? I don't think so. Right? There's no way. Let me know. Let me know what trade. Or do uh, you... the
1: Chauncey Billups trade? <laughs> it was oh, the okay. Chauncey trade. Okay.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh,
1: departed in the Chauncey Billups trade. That
0: was the trivia. I just didn't think it. RJ. I didn't think it took that long. I thought he was mm-hmm. gone way before that. Like they would have picked. Yep. So let me get this straight. I was talking about Rick Pitino today, Rat. Rick Pitino had D Brown on the team, drafted Chauncey Billups, and then traded both of them. Yes. <laughs> Isn't the idea to pick one? <laughs> That's like if the Celtics were like, we're gonna trade both Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart.
1: Uh yeah. <clears throat> Pretty much. They said nope. Get them both out of here. <clears throat> See you later, everybody. Worst, um <laughs> Yeah, Chauncey Bulbs, Tr- D. Brown, and Roy Rogers, uh, and John Thomas for Kenny Anderson, Popeye Jones, and Kenny Anderson same was same a same
0: key topic? piece to uh, some successful teams. He was, he was a good good Celtic.
1: There we go. All right. Well, uh, next player that we have from RJ, 94-95 season, he said, in honor of the Sfema Mikhailu signing, let's take a look at the Celtics' first major Euro player signee, Dino Raja. Is it Dino or Dino, Ra- Dino, Dino. Raja? Dino. I said it right. Dino, Dino Raja uh with the fall of communism uh communism in the early 90s hmm. nba fell in love with tall ballers from europe uh before the bulls drafted kukoc the celtics now have the rights to dino raja in the 89 draft <clears throat> waited three years as his croatian team would not yield his contract rights even though he wanted to play immediately um so instead of learning from the big three in their waiting days as a 22 year old dino came on board as a 26 year old european vet he was a pro however putting up solid numbers in nba career <clears throat> in his four-year nba career 16.7 8.4 1.3 blocks Ran the floor well, had a nice assortment of moves from 15 feet in. While Dino, uh, Dino won championships in Europe, his only taste of NBA postseason was with uh, 1995 when the 35 35 and 47 Celtics faced Shaq Hardaway and the Magic losing 3-1. won a game. Won. They won a road game. They won. They did win one. Um, similar players from the tab on Basketball Reference, Nene and Jeff Green and Purvis Ellison, Celtics. Um, <clears throat> there we go. Uh anything else here? Kind of surprising that he, he only
0: lasted four years. He got hurt.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Trade trivia here. Let me read this so I can form it into a question for you. Okay. Um Let's see. Raj's NBA career ended when the Celtics bought out his contract after a trade to this team fell through because of his knee. What team? That's the best way I could phrase it for oh, a question for you. <clears throat> Rival. Philly? Yep. Trade to the Sixers fell through because of Raj's knee. In 2005, uh, Raja talked about his exit from Boston. I went to Patino and asked him if I fit into his plans with a new coach. I obviously <laughs> wanted to know what he thought of my game. Love playing for Boston. Just wanted to find out if there was any possibility I might be traded because I had heard some rumors. Patino looked me right in the eyes and said, Dino, don't worry. You're going to be a big part of our offense. When we run a set play, the ball is going, he through, is a going through you. <clears throat> I left the meeting feeling great. Five days later, I found that I was being traded to Philly. I can't show you how betrayed I felt. Either Patino lied or something changed in a matter of a few days. Uh, although I'm getting ahead of myself, the dark days of the Rick Tater are a couple years off still. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Thank you, worst. RJ. <laughs> RJ, and then he finished it off with one last note. Raja did have a Hall of Fame worthy career worldwide as he was inducted into Springfield as a part of 2018 class. Thank mm-hmm. you, RJ. <clears throat> last player from RJ for today. 95-96 spotlight. David Wesley. First, wait, did you know? I'm You knew about Dino Raja, obviously, right? We Correct.
0: <clears throat> did you know about David Wesley? Did not.
1: All right. Well, here we go.
0: We're not getting Rick Fox, RJ. We'd like to hear hey. more about Rick Fox's and South <laughs> Well,
1: we're learning from RJ today uh, about David Wesley. In year one of the ML car coaching experience, let's look at a player who came into the league as an undrafted free agent and went on to have a 14-year career. David Wesley, this is the 95-96 spotlight. <clears throat> Wesley was a six-foot combo guard out of Baylor who spent his rookie season uh, the year before with the New Jersey Nets. They let him go, and he signed with Boston before the start of the 94 campaign. He played well enough to move into the starting lineup for 36 games after Sherwood Douglas was traded to the Bucs in the 95 season. He had the most starts, 53, of the Celtics' four-guard rotation that included D. Brown, Greg Miner, and Dana Barrows. Side note, all four of them averaged 22 to 29 minutes per game. Uh, If you were to compare him to a current Celtic, he's the closest to Peyton Pritchard. Small, quick, muscular, and his game is not dissimilar. Either he can drive and score, shoot from all over, and facilitate an offense. Uh, His numbers to this year were very respectable. 12.3 points, 4.8 assists, 3.2 rebounds, and 25.7 minutes a night. In 96-97, he would play over 40 minutes a night in 74 games. Wow. (laughs) That's crazy. Why Wesley? Yes. The bulk of his 14-year career was spent with the Hornets in Charlotte and New Orleans, continuing to be a quality combo guard. Why Wesley? He was a good player, not a star, who the Celtics did little with either on the court or getting returned to trade. Wesley went to Charlotte as a free agent, and so the C's got nothing. Uh, if you look through their roster beyond the guys I'm highlighting, you'll see a raft of players who fit his description. It was like the Celtics had plenty of puzzle pieces, but didn't know how to fit them together. Similar players, according to people, are Damon Stoudemire, Lou Will, Reggie Theus. Theus, although he was about a half a foot, uh, foot taller. Video of David, Bonus, Mike Gorman, and Tommy on the call, so you know we're gonna be watching this. Tommy. R.I.P. Did you know so you did not know David Wesley? Not aware, no. Now that he said he played the bulk of his career for the Hornets, I do think I remember this player. Um, no, sorry, I'm thinking of David West, who also played
0: for the Hornets, right? Like crazy. Uh, I was a very obscure. <laughs> yes, he did. But he like David played West until did. like twenty eighteen. Yeah, there...
1: David so He West was on the DeMarcus 20... Cousins Warriors. 2018, but yes, the Marcus Cousin Warriors. Um, But here we do have a little clip of David Wesley. Again, quality, as you can imagine, probably not very good. Uh, And hopefully we don't get clapped for uh, footage this old, Uh, but we're not going to listen to the call because
0: just in case you do. But he can shoot a little bit (laughs) just in case we get clapped. That's all we're watching. (laughs) Jack quickly went from, this is exciting, Mike and Tommy are on the call, to... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, to
1: realizing I don't feel like putting the screen over a a one-hour podcast. Well, if you only do Um, seven
0: seconds, I'm pretty sure you're allowed to use it. uh, That's fine, then.
1: Anyways, all right. That's what we had from RJ. And the second email we had, which is much quicker, we're not going in-depth, was from Philip Hart, who I always see in the comments. Thank you, Philip, for tuning in. Uh, And he asked, or he said, hey, guys, great pod. You guys started young. Work hard. Have a good dynamic. Please keep the faith and keep the pod going. Great things will come. Unless Sam leaves me, then we're not stopping the pod. Yeah, no.
0: The hell else am I going to do?
1: <laughs> That's not what I said. Question in the new CBA. Once you're above the second apron, one penalty is that your first round picks gets moved to the end of the round. But if more team or if more than one team is above, they can't all pick last. Any idea how this works? How do you see it affecting the Celtics? Why? I think it matters. If it works like a queue where it's whoever's first, is that blah, blah, blah. That could be a problem. People might want to break the thing. Uh, the second apron first. Uh, maybe there's even more to it or enough writing about in any case thank you guys philip i looked into the cba for you it's on actually in case you're wondering it's on page 220 of the cba so i did wow, dive it, in
0: you cannot say that we don't care about the list. <laughs> i mean listen uh, i know jack hit control <laughs> f and then typed in like draft picks
1: <laughs> but yes.
0: at the same time like he looked i've written about the cba a couple times like not in depth but like how it affects celtics i wrote about draft picks on celtics blog last week And I didn't know this. So it's (laughs) actually an excellent question. And Jackson, tell you the answer. So the way it works, uh, as explained by the CBA, at that point, it
1: just goes in order of record. So if the Celtics and Suns both break the second apron and their draft picks move to the end of the first round, if the Suns had a better record than the Celtics, the Celtics would pick first because they had the worst record. Basically, it just that pool of teams who break the second apron, they just go into the ordering of their own, just like the rest of the draft, but at the end of the first round. So um, yeah, it's 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 just whoever has the worst record picks before the other teams who broke the rule.
0: Imagine so. being a second apron team. And then your star gets hurt. So you essentially waste like a, I mean, listen, you never want your best players to get hurt, but at the same time, like it does give you an advantage. If you get a good pick. Yeah. Like look at the Tim Duncan, pick. David Robinson, like, David first, Robinson yeah. gets hurt. They get Tim Duncan. Imagine if they were violating the second apron and they missed out on Tim Duncan. It could have been great for the Celtics. Oh, Could've I'd be been. heated. <laughs> Wouldn't be great.
1: But yeah, this goes in order of uh record at that point. Worst record first, best record last. All right. I think that wraps up all the Celtics stuff we had. Let's we'll move on to the NBA. What do
0: we have on the NBA. We have anything good? We might want to like just dump some of this.
1: Uh it'll go fast. There's not there's not much, but there's not um
0: Okay, yeah. Sorry. We have a I decent amount, but it will go quick. to really go in. We uh... Okay, we'll go. We'll all go right. quick.
1: Checking in with the FIBA World Cup as we have been. I know Sam loves the FIBA World Cup. He definitely cares.
0: I really hate that I don't like this. Well, one, it's in the morning, which I'm sure we're Mm -hmm. going to talk about later. But two, like, I really can't get into it. I just can't. I don't really like sports a lot unless I have a dog in the race. Like, love basketball. Love watching the Celtics. I did get some enjoyment out of the other playoff games last year because I did, like, cover some of the teams, like the Warriors and uh, some others. But... I really just can't get into it. I don't care for Team USA. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're just overwhelmingly the favorite. It's not fun. I I find myself kind of sneaky rooting for Team Canada, I guess, but I'm not going to watch.
1: Fair. Fair enough. All right. The uh, Catching up in the Few World Cup. One of the biggest stories is South Sudan. Um, they've won more than people expected them to, and they actually qualified for the Olympics, which is the biggest thing that you can do in this World Cup. So they qualified
0: for the Olympics. They could win. Uh, <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, but like that for for the teams that <laughs> don't have a realistic chance at winning, that their their biggest thing is trying to qualify for the Olympics. Celtics Luol, fan
0: of me just comes out.
1: Yeah, you're an asshole. You're the worst. Luol Deng is the president of the South Sudan team. He has invested his time, resources, money, etc. They're led by Carlic Jones and Wendy Gabriel, and the country has only existed for twelve years. And so this is their first like appearance in a wow. lot of these things. That's and quick, so now they're quick rebuild. Yeah. Qualified for the Olympics, good for them. Other points of to- uh, topic, talking points, I should say, Jordan Clarkson scored 20 points in under four minutes for Philippines, which is like just crazy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I bet you
0: that, that highlight tape is crazy. It- and it's over there, too. These games are in mm-hmm. what, Manila?
1: Yeah, some are in Manila, some are in um, Okinawa, though, in Japan, like they split up between the two.
0: Oh, so. OK. Well, they must <laughs> be going nuts. I mean, mm-hmm. <sighs> good for him. Jordan
1: Clarkson's a celebrity there, man. He they
0: love him. I <laughs> bet he is. Well, not, I was listening like, hey, to, uh, they didn't, uh, they didn't know, remember when the, the reporter interviewed reporter didn't did know, not, hey, do you go to a lot of jazz games? He's like, yeah, I, I like, love hey, that. He
1: played along with the bit. I was like, yeah, yeah. I go to some, you know, um, I was listening to the hoop collective and uh, Brian Woodnorth was like, yeah, if Jordan Clarkson ran for office, he'd win. Like, he'd get in. <laughs> um, and apparently the biggest stadium in the in Manila, they have two things hanging from the rafters signify like signifying events that happened there. One was the thriller the thriller in Manila, which was Tyson versus somebody else. I forget. Like it was a big boxing event that happened there. No, and... it was not
0: Tyson. It was Ali. F- Sorry, you know yes. what? I'm not gonna box sound like an idiot because yeah. I actually don't know. But I'm yeah, pretty well, sure I... I'm pretty sure that was not a Tyson fight. Did I think you you're right. I think it was old? older.
1: Yeah, you're right. It was Ali versus Joe Frazier. Excuse me. Okay, us, that, that was no gonna be
0: what fight. I said, but I didn't want to sound like a moron. We don't know.
1: But the point is the other Banner they have is when Kobe Bryant hosted a camp there. They just love Kobe in the Philippines, and so he Wait, hosted a like camp they there. just have
0: the, they have these banners in the arena. I like that. That's the Taylor Swift banner in Staples. Yeah, it's the same thing.
1: Exactly, exactly. But um, they love basketball there, the Philippines. They they like obsessed with it. We actually have like a decent like second or third most behind us is the Philippines. So if you're listening to the Philippines, thank you. Um, hey, how about our boyfriend? They ball? love it. Uh, true. Anything else? Uh, other talking points from the World Cup. Australia is eliminated from the FIBA World Cup already. They're gone. Sorry, cannot the advance. Uh, they, off, were, yep. they
0: were actually excited for the World Cup, too, which I can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. as I, I, just like, I, do you, I don't know if you get the same way, uh, but I, I have do. more pride in where I'm from in the United States than like actually being from the United
1: States. Yeah. I like being from Massachusetts rather than being from the U.S. That's what I feel like.
0: You want to friend. talk about a competition I get up for is the Literally World Series, which I watch no games of.
1: Hey, hey, if there's a New England team, I'm all for it. I yeah, watch or, or it.
0: was Rhode Island. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> there we go. I remember there hey, was a they Peabody got pretty team. far.
1: Good for them. Good for them. Australia was eliminated by Luca and Slovenia the other day. So they're out. Uh, and then the other thing, Tremont Waters is. Kind of killing everybody. He put up 37 and 11. (laughs) He's murdering people.
0: Somebody pick him up, man. It sucks for for these smaller guys now because nobody Mm – with with the way that defense is played in the NBA and how tight offenses are, you cannot afford to have an Isaiah, a Tremont Waters. Even Peyton Pritchard can't get himself on the floor because he's too small to switch. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks for these guys because I mean, Trout Waters can clearly play when he was on Ball the Celtics. It. People were being like, oh, my gosh, he needs to get some more minutes, more opportunity. And he's not even in the league.
1: Just too small, man. <clears> and the Wendy last thing. Last
0: uh, Yeah. The last thing about FIBA is
1: I don't know how this shit works. Like, I'm trying to Google like, oh, who's out is eliminated. They go from one group stage into a second group stage where they, re- they the teams. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't get it. Just go into a bracket. A money it's, um, grab i don't enjoy it so i i I, mostly because i don't get how it works but uh, anyways moving on next thing we have is andre drummond sam did you see this uh when i looked at the show sheet i sure did (laughs) Uh, Andre Drummond said he should be a Hall of Fame player. Uh, he says, from what I've done in my career, he was on the Comfortable Pod, which His they pod have literally—they nice. have one video on YouTube, and it's just the Andre Drummond interview. I don't know what this is. Uh, he was just on something called the Comfortable Pod. Said, based on what I've done in my career, I think I should be a Hall of Fame player, and he's called himself the greatest rebounder of all time. So that's what we got from Andre Drummond. I'm trying to think of what he's done. <clears throat> Nothing. He is a rejuice knowledge. He's a two-time All-Star. Left that. You should have just yeah. left
0: it there. I don't want to hear stats. Move on.
1: Two-time All-Star, four-time rebound champ, 2015-16 All-NBA. probably um, rumored
0: Celtic at one point. Yeah. NBA all-time. Speaking of rumored Celtics. I want, wait, before we, I want
1: to see. I don't care about
0: Andre Jordan. No, on. I'm
1: curious. Hey, hey. Are you the sun? Cause we don't revolve around you. Give me a fucking second. Let me look at this shithead. Let me I this see. This better be good. I'm going to give you shit about I, it. If it it's sucks. not, I just want to see where he ranks in total rebounds. I just want to see how crazy he got up. I literally just wanted two seconds to type control F look for Drummond and see where he ranks, which spoiler. Alert, it's not very high, but I wanted to mm. look to see if he had a case and he doesn't. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Leave the next thing.
0: <laughs> Speaking of uh, heavily rumored Celtics, Harry Giles. A member of the Nets now. Jack put on the show sheet, Jason Tatum seething. I actually like that. Good point. Uh, But he was definitely connected to the Celtics, probably more than any other team, just because of his friendship with Jason Tatum. Uh, You put on here, it's probably a good landing spot for him. I would have to agree. It feels like the Nets are a team with a ton of opportunity. They're in this weird spot where they could be competitive and they could also suck. So we're going to see how much run he actually gets.
1: And they don't really have a backup center, I think, behind Nick Klaxon. They, they don't have a, a set backup center. They have Dayron Sharp, who's, like, fine. He's a younger player, so he'll probably get some run. Um, but past that, like, there should be actual opportunities for him to earn minutes on that team uh, at the big man spot. Uh, they have Trenton for too, and Darius Baisley, but both are on non-guaranteed contracts. So, I don't know. <clears throat> Good for Harry Giles. He seems like he was ready to get back into the league. <clears throat> All right, next NBA thing. Again, another quick one. The Kings have signed JaVale McGee. And I put on the sheet why.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't care. But I think there was somebody in our comments like saying for the Celtics to sign him. If not, Again, there was some guy in the hardware. There wasn't our comments.
1: Chat. No, it okay. was our comments. Yeah.
0: Might have been the same. Because like there were people that like, why don't they sign JaVale McGee? It's like I thought this Kings thing was reported like way back, like last week
1: as soon as it came out that like the Mavericks could wave him, they were like, Oh, the Kings could be interested. And I wasn't sure why either. And I still think it's stupid, but I was listening to Keith Smith and Trevor Lane on the front office pod. And they were like, he probably has a relationship with Mike Brown, which does make sense. They were on the warriors together. So <clears throat> if there was a reason, that's probably it. But again, like why <laughs> it's just, it just doesn't seem like it should be important. Um, the next thing we have is the Lakers want Trey young question. Uh, Mark. This is stupid, but
0: I saw the Lakers it. Lakers want ended. everybody. Uh, welcome Literally. to Twitter. Welcome to NBA rumors. But go on.
1: Welcome to Joe Von Buha's report from the Athletic. The Lakers have pursued other star guards, including Lillard, Lowry, and Irving. Even this summer, they were interested in some uh star guards, including James, who I assume is James Harden, uh, who's still had an interest in pursuit. Oh, sorry. Um, some in the organization, including LeBron, who had an interest in pursuing Kyrie, though the front office ultimately prioritized continuity. Trey Young has been on the uh, Lakers' radar for a while. Depending on how the situation unfolds in Atlanta, then he went on to say, "You know, oh, but Reeves is progressing really well." The Lakers want everybody. Uh, I, I would, I sure do. It would be a good bet, in my opinion, to say Trey Young to the Lakers at some point in the future.
0: Uh, maybe when LeBron's gone. I don't think it makes a ton of sense if LeBron's there. Neither one of them can be their maybe. best if they're playing off the ball. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I sure hope they don't get what they want, just because I don't like them, and I don't like when uh, everybody's like, "This guy's going to Lakers." I saw a Trey Young jersey Photoshop on Twitter yesterday, Doctor. and I've seen enough. I mean, they when you buy a Lakers jersey, it comes with an Adobe membership, so you can Photoshop <laughs> make make new jerseys. That's a good one. Um, anything else on that? Any more I thoughts? Know. That's all we. I, got. I don't we're even think they have the... what we're, <laughs> if they're getting Trey Young. What the hell are they giving up? They don't have picks. Angelo Russell.
1: Well, they will if this it's not this year, but they in terms of salary, they could get there with like D low and other pieces. And then I mean in a year from now, they'll have some picks in the future to trade again, which I mean could maybe if you want to. Oh, because like they can start trading. Yeah. Because yeah. they've
0: traded every pick. Yes. Except for one. All right.
1: Sam, read it.
0: Reddit post of the Thank day. You. We're gonna go quick through this one. Uh somebody wrote like a novel about six players with a surprising skill. <clears throat> I would like to know which NBA player has the most surprising skill and the example, which is going to ruin this for you is uh, people before he joined the Celtics would have said Derek white because he blocks a ton of shots.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, that is a great question. Uh, Mason Plumlee, as weird as it sounds, he's actually like a pretty good passer. Like he's, he's okay. a pretty good playmaker. I, I remember watching pick, Hornets game. Pick. He was what I remember. Cause I, I, covered the Hornets briefly a little bit ago. Um, and, they hated it, but Point Plumley was like a thing a little bit. Oh, like, I remember this. Just, no, no, no. I remember this. Him. Yeah, and he was pretty good at it on the – I mean, I think that one random year he had in Detroit, he actually averaged a decent amount of assists. Like, he played – where is it? He played 56 games for the Pistons in 2020-2021. He averaged 10.4 points, 9.3 rebounds, and 3.6 assists. Like, he was, he's just a, a pretty good playmaker for a big man. So that's uh, the first one that jumps out
0: to me. You got any? uh you ever see that video of perk dribbling no is he good no it's him <laughs> so, it's him uh like dribbling down the street i'm gonna try and find it and send it to mm-hmm. you so this uh, is not a surprising
1: skill this is probably a surprisingly bad skill for perk uh i
0: don't know he looks like he might cross somebody up
1: <laughs> i don't believe that for a second um i is mean here it is. you could there probably there. go with like i mean the joke is jose alvarado can shoot remember that video can he shoot? Yes, I can shoot, and him coming down the court. <laughs> that was a funny one. Here, 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 I'm going to put a it in pretty the private good chat.
0: <clears throat> yeah, let me, let's go find nuts.
1: this video of uh, Perk dribbling. This is like the opposite of your question, though. This is...
0: <laughs> you asked I really me didn't have any good those. answers, but I thought this was a good question, but at the same time, we have a lot of ratless stuff to go, and <laughs> we do. uh, I don't want to burn too much time on something that's not overly interesting.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. This is Perk dribbling the ball, for those wondering. <clears throat> yeah, I mean... He's, you can't uh...
0: tell me this is <laughs> not surprising to you. Oh man! The Sham God.
1: Uh, because of my YouTube subscriptions right here, Justin Bean can sing. If you want to surprise, oh, there deal. you
0: go. <clears throat> or Oladipo,
1: he was on The Mass Singer. There you go, Victor Oladipo. Oladipo sing.
0: singing. Uh, anybody that can dunk that you didn't think could dunk. Uh... Sam Hauser. <laughs> Sam Hauser, when he dunked three times. That's a good
1: pick. Sam Hauser can dunk. Um, yeah, we'll call it there. I mean, Brick Lopez, probably people were surprised he could shoot when he could shoot. when He just randomly learned how to shoot the ball. Um, all right, let's start the right list. Sam, would you like to kick us off here?
0: Uh, I sure would. Uh, off the top of my head, the Rhode Island Department of Transportation. <laughs> Rat <ratless>, Yeah. <laughs> as yes. they have been many a time. Today is Saturday. It is Labor Day weekend. As you can see, my room is lit by natural light. So the sun is out. Yeah. They have closed down two lanes of 95 South. Yep. I was driving home today. Not only did they close two lanes of 95 South, they have closed Route 10. Route 10 is the best way to avoid 95 if it's backed up. So I had to take the back roads home. As I was driving on the back roads, I could see literally standstill traffic on 95 South. Why are you closing lanes when the sun is out or on a holiday weekend when people are driving? I think uh, it's time to have somebody get fired at the top. Yeah, I've seen enough. Mm
1: -hmm. About time. Um, Before I do my actual ratless things, this is like less ratless and more just it's something I can react to on here. It's fun. I'm in a fantasy football league with. Friends that I've been friends with since high school, right? This is our go on. God, we're old, right? We draft in an hour, but an hour before the draft, we had our our draft order get randomly set. So I don't know where I'm picking yet, and so I'm gonna look right now, and we're gonna react just to where I'm picking. This is partially me being selfish and just wanting to know where I'm picking. Um, mm-hmm. But I waited for the ratless section so okay, I can react.
0: You pull that up. <clears throat> I have. Want to have it on the screen, and I will take off the thing.
1: I don't. I no. I don't have to put it on the screen. I can just say it's a 12 person league. And I am picking ninth. So not it's kind a- of a bad
0: pick because you don't get the nice back-to-backs. Like I like the last pick. You're mm-hmm. not really picking towards the top. You'll be all right.
1: Unfortunate, unfortunate. Have you drafted any this year? I know we're in a league together. Have you? I made did my record? work draft. <clears throat> Who'd you get? Hit me. I'm just curious.
0: I don't even remember. To be honest all right. with you.
1: Well, <clears throat> I'm hoping uh, Travis Kelsey falls to me. That's who I want in the first round. But we'll see. All right. My real rehe- first rat list is fireworks. And you may ask, Jack, it's September 2nd. This isn't 4th of July anymore. Yeah, well, my neighbors still fucking think it's July. And they're setting off fireworks every day. They set off fireworks an hour before I started recording. Like, what, what are we doing? For what? Fireworks, road
0: work, <clears throat> the handshake worst. during the day shouldn't happen. Agree.
1: Shouldn't happen in general. Fireworks are stupid. I'm sorry. Just in general, fireworks. I'm, re- I'm
0: actually not convinced they actually need to do road work a lot of the time. And they're just making work <laughs> for people
1: maybe possible
0: because they're always just hanging out Mm -hmm. i need to quit my job and just go into construction like that and just (laughs) not work
1: yeah out on fireworks you got any what's your next what's your next
0: uh you ever get called sir uh not often because you know how insulting that is is to be called sir when you're like used to being a kid yeah i got called sir like back to back like going to different stores okay And I was like, what is going on with people? Like, you can see me. I don't look like uh, an adult man. I don't. Mm -hmm. I look like I'm ready to graduate high school. Yeah. Being called sir is a very awkward thing. Like, you don't really know how to respond to it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you don't have to call me sir. Just don't call me buddy. Mm -hmm. I I don't really like that. Buddy is the worst. Mm -hmm. Frank once described it as degrading. Frank, by the way, who I think we should have on to do this at one point
1: a right, let's. We can have Frank and Danny or somebody. We should. Frank would what, be what excellent
0: for this. Frank had like a long like message chain of like this rat list thing he had at work.
1: Would be perfect. I I had to uh explain to my nana what the rat list was today because my mom was talking about it. I she was like, where do I find your stuff on on the internet? And I'm like, oh, it's on YouTube. She goes, YouTube. I said, no, YouTube. And she goes. I know what YouTube is. I said, then why did you say YouTube? <laughs> why did you ask me if it was the bad? My
0: mom's thing she says is Wi-Fi. <clears throat>
1: wow. Yeah. that That's that's something. But I, I I installed YouTube on my Nana's phone and put it just the center of her home screen. So now when, <laughs> whenever she there opens her phone, it'll just be there. Um, and I subscribed to her our channel from her phone. So we got an extra subscriber. Don't worry about it.
0: Did um, you watch the video but, that we put up today from her phone? Because nobody I did, else did. But she'll click.
1: <laughs> uh i'll route list myself because i'm mm-hmm. terrible at golf and i was bad uh i went out to play golf we had a tea time at 7 45 in the morning also route mornings hate waking up can't do it but the problem with golfing so early is that the ground is still wet and so every shot is like a slog in the ground that it messes your shot up and that's not an excuse i'm still terrible like it was still my own fault that i was bad but <clears throat> um I know you don't play golf, but you know, like, okay, there's par fours, par fives, par threes. Like, that's how much you should share. The The first hole, I know. First hole was a par four, and I shot a nine, right? Not a good start. Double. Not a good start at all. Yeah, over double, bad. Nine times is is good. I I try to keep everything seven and below, and seven is still a meh hole. Uh, Nine. Second hole, par five, eight. Another truly terrible start. Third hole, par four, ten. Just, I, I got off to probably the worst start of golf I could have ever imagined. And then I still got a 99 on the day, I kept it below a hundred, which was, I mean, shooting a 30, on the first three <laughs> holes, keeping it below a hundred. I was pretty happy with myself. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was just, I, I m- the first hole of the day, just teeing off, hit it into the rough. It maybe went 30 yards, right? Just hit in the rough and didn't get out. Okay. And it took me two more shots to get out of that rough and onto the normal course. It was uh, not the way to start my day. And then I put mornings here as on the rat list as well, because just I had to get up at like 630 and then the ground was gross conditions for us to play golf. And I just uh, mornings. Just See, down. if you
0: like plan ahead, you don't have to do that. Like if you like said, we want to golf uh, three weeks from now, you probably don't have to do that.
1: No, no, we did it because other people had stuff to do in the afternoon. So if we wanted oh. to golf that day, we had to golf in the morning. But.
0: Getting up in the morning is great because then if you get up and then you do all your stuff, you have a bunch of time. No. Out on mornings. Like exercising in the morning, best thing you can do because then you're done. (laughs) And then you can be like, oh, I don't want to do anything today. And then you feel like you didn't actually do anything. Uh, This is kind of – it's like a rat list but it's more of just like a weird story.
1: Rallis is just turning us into us talking, which I don't care. Which is fine. Just talk. No, <laughs> was, it should
0: uh, still have its meaning. But this, I just felt like bringing up. Yeah. So, last week, I received a message that uh, a couple of my friends believed that they were making an investment to become millionaires.
1: <laughs> Can we name drop the friends or
0: no? But they still thought they were making good investment.
1: Do I know the friends?
0: Yeah, it's Ray and Joe and their roommate. So Ray on Facebook Marketplace or something had seen this inflatable tent thing that comes with LED lights. And essentially the whole purpose of this is to be a backyard nightclub. (laughs) And the business model is to (coughs) rent this out it cost $300 i invested in it mm-hmm. you did and it also has holes in it so they he has to fix the holes but i don't know i forget how much you said you could rent this for but essentially we should be able to make like a little bit of money is, but is this is this... the strangest business proposition
1: is this what it looks like
0: well ours is white but i think it's something like that yes like this. Yeah. Essentially, it's a tent. It's a tent. <laughs> I don't know why he tried to present it any other way than being a tent. Because <laughs> it's, it's a tent. It's just a big tent. Like, you could have events, a, a barbecue. Yeah. Who is renting this for a nightclub?
1: Where is he putting it?
0: Well, it's like, it's not always inflated. Like, oh, 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 the idea is you rent out.
1: the. It's like a, a bounce house. Oh, yes, I thought. This yeah, was... yeah it, it goes to okay. somebody.
0: No, you thought he, Ray is going <laughs> to inflate this thing at all times and then just have people come over.
1: That's what I thought was Ray happening.
0: threw a party last summer and he lives with two roommates. And one of them didn't come.
1: <laughs> so it's just two people.
0: Well, like other people came, but like they were like, okay. where's Thomas? And Thomas didn't come. He lives there.
1: Wow. That's something special, man. So oh, we'll man. see if
0: I make any money at this.
1: <laughs> we'll see. Um, again, not Rallis, just your opinion. I've been. um. So pumpkin spice is back, right? Mm. Pumpkin is back. I actually like pumpkin. I think the hype is the hype is ratless. The whole marketing scheme or whatever is ratless. I think hype in <clears> throat> general
0: throat> is a ratless for me. I hate. hype. agree. It makes me hate things. Go on.
1: Um, I have been getting it from Starbucks because there's like a Starbucks and a Dunkin mm-hmm. in my town in close enough vicinity where I should just choose what I want to, to have. Okay. <clears throat> I usually lean just go Dunkin because like my family likes Dunkin. I think Starbucks is better. It's just like for coffee and for food. I just think Starbucks is is better than Dunkin'. And I, I know that's gonna make me like a heathen in Massachusetts. But the point I wanted to bring up for the ratless portion is
0: okay. Why? Finish, finish what the point? Before I start no talking. no
1: no no. You start talking because
0: I, I need you, you to really happening. You really <laughs> made a breakthrough discovery that Starbucks has better quality products than Dunkin'. Dunkin's coffee is water. It's just it's it's so watery. <laughs> well,
1: I more meant what, the food. What discovery do you think you made? You were like I more meant the food. I'm just I, I was more uh, talking because like, like I think Starbucks food. I, is I better. actually
0: like Starbucks's like spinach cheese wrap
1: thing. Their bacon, egg, and cheese thing is better, I think, than Duncan's too. But anyways, <clears throat> my point is, um, and I think I brought this up on a past thing. I, I just don't like why flavors have to be seasonal and I, I get the pumpkin being seasonal. But yeah, Duncan took a, away Duncan took away the raspberry watermelon refresher because that's a summer flavor. It's fucking berries. What do you mean it's a summer flavor? It's a watermelon. What, what are we doing? Why are we taking away flavors? Because but you're gonna have strawberry dragon fruit year round. Don't worry, that's a that's a non uh, uh seasonal fruit. It's just it's just stupid and it pisses me off. And it's there apparently there's a difference between pumpkin and pumpkin spice because they just mm. – they're it's different flavors. I, I don't know. It's stupid. Um, the whole flavor thing is dumb.
0: I'll tell you what is – I don't really like getting coffee from either place. I like the local places because I like when the coffee flavor is brewed into it. I don't like the, the flavor shots. I prefer it sure. just to be flavor. But I will say this. I really don't like going to Starbucks for coffee. Not so much because it's more expensive. I do think it's better coffee, but I think their menu is just based off of having specialty drinks. Like they don't have like I can't get a large iced coffee and then put uh vanilla in it. Black well, sure can. But let's say uh <laughs> blueberry or coconut, like like yeah. unsweetened flavors like that. And it's lame. They don't even it's have lame. like a list of the flavors you can get put in your coffee. They yeah. just have hey, you can get this special brown sugar oat milk latte thing. That's actually really good, Which though. is good. <laughs> it's really good. But then good. they have, like, I'm sorry. I don't want my coffee to cost me, like, 500 calories. I'd rather have uh, a donut. I don't like well, drinking my calories at all.
1: Uh, still, ratless Sam for counting calories, and I stand by that. Um, the, the other – The other well, the other bad part about Starbucks before you go quickly is I got hit with the. It's just gonna ask you to press a little button here before you pay. Oh
0: yeah, they do that. I told you about this when the. I know, I know. This was an old rat list where the kid like had like this big smirk on his face as he handed me the thing for the tip. I hate that stuff. Yeah, we honestly, you could probably work at like a coffee shop, fast food place where they flip the screen on you like that, and you probably make bank because people feel bad.
1: Uh, yeah, I, that's me. I'm the sucker who feels bad, but yeah, whatever. Well, it's, it's for the,
0: me. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Car manufacturers deciding literally everyone <laughs> needs LED headlights. LED headlights are ratless themselves, too. They are. You know why? Because I always think it's a cop. And I, I'm fucking blinded. I can't see as it is. That, too. Some guy <clears> throat> today throat> was driving behind me with LED headlights.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The sun is out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, out on that. Out on that. People who use their headlights when the sun is out in general, like what? What are you doing? You can. Well, see. I think sometimes you can't control it.
0: I think a lot. I think some cars are like automatic. Like your lights just turn on when your car turns on. <laughs> That's dumb. Is it? I think so. That yeah, way, there's but, no like I'm gonna leave my lights on on accident. They just go on when your car turns on.
1: Solution: Just don't be dumb. <laughs> just turn them off yourself. Just don't be an idiot and turn.
0: No when to turn You've your car lights on. You've never fallen victim to the the lights on.
1: No, because my car, my car, when I turn it off and my if my lights are still on, it beeps at me. Okay. So there's a mechanism.
0: So it's not. Don't be dumb. It's have a car that reminds you to turn your lights off. Sure,
1: sure. I just I think the LED lights are the worst. You know what? No, it's even worse than that. Blue lights. When your lights are like blue and like the brightest things on the fucking no. planet.
0: No, wrong. Because I don't think you're a cop. If they're blue, you do. <laughs> Not if they're blue headlights. Cops if I take a quick really bright headlights.
1: Well, yeah, I learned. But if I'm taking a quick glance in my ear, mirror and I see blue LEDs quickly, I'm like, I freak out for half a second. I'm like, wait, what?
0: I'm like, oh, that guy's in the white trash. Avengers. I saw somebody. With, what I, say.
1: Yeah, I saw somebody with red headlights once, too. Mm. Like red LEDs. Super cool. Yeah. Just massive. I anyway. love the car people. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the, Trucks the truck people are even old, better. The yeah. Old, yeah, yeah.
0: The, old, the old cars. Sorry, Trucks are even better.
1: There was a whole – I remember we called them the truck kids at my high school. They would hang out with the truck kids. I like you that. Know, you know exactly what I'm talking about too. I do. Mm-hmm.
0: We had the Jug Squad. The Jug Squad.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I tell
0: this story before? Maybe. I think so, but tell the it again. The Jug Squad. So uh, my junior year of high school, the high school was across the street from a, a gas station. And the gas station had a, a thing where you could just like fill up whatever container with soda for a dollar. So they had <laughs> jugs, like literally, like probably gallon jugs that they would come in with. filled with and there was like six of them.
1: Let me guess. Can I guess? It was. Uh, is there Mountain Dew in the jugs often?
0: No, they weren't clear. Like they oh, were like, oh, oh. Sto- like gas station bought like sixty four ounce contain, like massive, maybe one hundred twenty eight ounce containers for soda. Seven in the morning, oh. the freshmen they'd roll in, the jug squad.
1: It's something, man. And they, they were probably, it's, uh, what's the word? The same people as the truck people. They were probably one of the same. Maybe, maybe before they become it.
0: truck people, they're the jug squad. Yeah. Anyways,
1: uh, that's all I got for Ralph. you got anything else before we get on? Uh, that's it.
0: That's it. I don't need to unload the clip today.
1: <laughs> we'll save it for later. Anyways. Thank you all for tuning in to how about them Celtics. We appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, we've been putting out the pods and we came in today, not thinking we had stuff and we went for an hour and 20 minutes. So <laughs> sure did. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, check us out on Apple and Spotify. Leave us five stars. Subscribe to How About Them Celtics on YouTube. We're almost at 1250. Mm. You know, we will mm. make a smaller goals. Are um, we? Uh, we're like 10 away. We're, okay. uh, we're closer okay. to 1250 than 1200.
0: <laughs> Correct. Okay. I was like, did we get um, 0.24 yet?
1: No. I think we're like two away from 2.24. Yeah. We are at 1,238. Subscribers help nice. us to get uh, 1,250. Uh, and leave a comment that's my favorite part email us hptcpod at gmail.com or leave a comment dm us on twitter anything give us content please that's what i'm saying yeah Just please give us help content. us <laughs> thank you we tried to thing. make content like from scratch
0: and no one cared
1: <clears throat> clearly but uh sam get us out of here keep begging the people for content
0: thank you very much for listening or watching, if you're watching, you're on the YouTube page, whether it's ours or CLNS's or CLNS's other one, make sure you subscribe. If you're on ours, hit the notification bell because we are putting up those daily uploads. We're putting up breakers. If any news happens, we hit you with this feed Mikhailu news last week. Uh you can find us on Spotify and Apple. You can follow us there. Leave a nice five-star review. You can follow us on Playback. Playback TV. Yes. And uh we have a little blue check mark there. And we'll do something with that sometime uh social media i hope with them sees twitter instagram and tiktok facebook is just the name of the podcast you can follow jack at Money mba you can follow me at sam with france nba that's it for us i'm gonna go eat